Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I am your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Jesse. Hello, friends. How are we? I'm so happy to be here. Good, good, good. And we've also got the man himself, the Glasgow Golem. It's Andy. <laughs> this is getting worse. I don't know why I put up with this. I, you know, because I'm here. Well, I said housewife's uh, favourite. He's, he's showing up. <laughs> that's, that's actually what's happening here. He's, he's just... He's just putting on an act. Jesse's on the show. I Come said, on, <laughs> I said, Housewives favourite, and you even got pissy at that. No, I did not. I simply pointed out the fact that I'm no Housewives favourite man house. I never get pissy about it. I just, I was just pointing out facts. I mean, you can't go Gollum is ridiculous. <laughs> For alliteration, you could have picked really anything else. The Great Gatsby no. of Glasgow. This is why we will never have. A live podcast because <laughs> probably end in me being arrested. <laughs> this is why I live in deepest darkest corner, and you're all the way I up really there. I thought you were going to call me a tortured jock. A tortured jock? After no. The tweet you posted earlier on about from the Danny Dyer book. Oh yes, yes. Vince, that's what you were going to call me. That would have been preferable to Glasgow Gollum. Yeah, we... we should we should have like a compilation, like a best of. Would you like me to press pause and start again? No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I, I must admit, I don't know if I would call it best of, Jesse. <laughs> Greatest hits. Potentially the opposite. Let's go call him. I'm going to remember this etching. <laughs> at some point. I've got to have lots of this. We'll meet in some service station car park stripped to the waist. Mano a mano. <laughs> Our service is more I think it would be like Wales. Uh, I... See, yeah, in, in Wales, I would have the... I would have the support of the Celts. Well, so well, mm. living amongst the Celts down here, I would as well. That doesn't count. It's not proper still Celts. They still hate you. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> How can they? We, we gave a language to the world. How can anybody hate us? You gave a language. Wait a second. <laughs> Who gave a language to the world? We bestowed it upon hold everyone. The, hold the phonics phone here. Hang on. Was the British Empire not one sort of altruistic rail building project? Oh, I forgot how uh, the entire point of colonization is just do-gooding. The world owes and us a thanks. And do, nothing before you. do we get a thanks? No. I don't know. Say to me, oh, I say to my, oh, you say gave, I say forced upon. Let's just <laughs> Actually, I watched, um, I watched Outlaw King on Netflix this week about Robert the Bruce, who, Jesse, was the first Australian king of Scotland. Um, 
And it's not bad. <laughs> was there a second and third Australian game of Scotland? Come on, that's, that's, that's bad even for you. <laughs> right, shall we get on to this? That would explain Dundee. Dundee? Ah, uh, Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the second game of Scotland. Yeah. Oh, second game of Scotland was Crocodile Dundee. Like groundskeeper Willie. This is after a great start, by <laughs> Shall we get onto the podcast? Right. So it's International Week. Uh, I wasn't. I, I briefly toyed with the idea of torturing you both with a quiz, but you know, I can't do that to either of you. Um, I think you're sort of survivors of a Man on the Post quiz before, and um, you know how it goes. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through the Premier League top to bottom um, and have three minutes precise in each team. I've got my stopwatch. Uh, and we'll talk about uh, the team. I'm going to go through one of you. So I will sort of say, Jesse, talk about Team Blur, and you'll talk about them. Once you've had about 20 seconds or so, Andy can join in and vice versa. Um, and you will talk about the team, how they've gotten so far, how you think they're going to get on through the final 10 games or so. Uh, and uh, we will take it from there. So first of all, I reckon, uh, because he's a fan of the team himself, uh, we will give um, Andy uh, the um, the Glasgow Aragorn. I'll call him now. Uh, we'll give him three minutes on Arsenal, uh, their season so far, and whether he thinks they can do it. Go. Yes, they can win the league. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think they will win the league. But in some ways, I don't. I'm probably in the minority about this, but in some ways. I don't actually care if they do now because to me this season's been about something bigger than Arsenal winning the league. It's it's a club that's made its fans care again. Uh, it's a club, it's a team that plays for each other. You, you see the celebrations after literally every goal. Um, there's, a, there's a happiness about the club again. There's a certain someone who I would rather wasn't necessarily part of that. But, you know, in general... I'm I'm absolutely delighted with, with what's happened. Um, Arteta has proven me wrong. I, I didn't think he was going to be the guy. I thought he was going to lay the groundwork for the next guy. Um, but yeah, it's just been a it's been a fantastic season. Um, they recovered really well from the City defeat. Um, only team in the league that's won the last five. Uh, yeah, I, I think we've got a couple of tricky games. We've got Liverpool, Man City coming up both away from home. I think Liverpool have turned a bit of a corner. Um, but yeah, I, I think. Arsenal Sorry, have you seen Liverpool this season? I have seen them this <laughs> season. I mean, I know they lost the last. Who was it? Who was it they played last? They lost um, Bournemouth, and then Bournemouth. Yeah, but I mean, Bournemouth have been one of the streaky teams all season. That will that will pull those weird results out. We'll come on to them later on. But yeah, I, I, for me, Arsenal are going to are, are going to win the league. Um, um, looking yeah. forward to next season. So you. you you said winning the league isn't that important to you. If you don't win the league, given yeah. you've been eight points ahead at various points this season, and given who you're ahead of, um, yeah. are you worried about a hangover into next season? If you don't win it? Uh, no, because it feels to me like Arsenal have got most of the key components of this team kind of locked up. We've seen a couple of contract extensions earlier on in this season. Uh, the, the players who have made big differences joining in uh, like Zinchenko in particular I think has been absolutely outstanding and to me seems like a guy who probably has, has made a huge difference in that locker room as much as anything else um, I think there's a, there's a desire for people to stay at Arsenal now which obviously hasn't been the case for, for a number of seasons now I, I don't fear that we're going to go into the season and lose our best players to 
to City or United like we have in, in previous seasons. So, no, I think we, I think they can be immensely proud of whatever happens, regardless of what happens the rest of this season. And hopefully that's them kind of back to stay in the, the top four. Okay, Jesse, you've got 17 seconds to talk about Arsenal. Go. Oh, what can I do in these 17 seconds? I mean, I can Ten. say that I'm seeing good things for Bukayo Saka. Mm-hmm. Period. And that's it. Did I do it? You well, you, you did it with about three seconds left. There you go. There you go. Do you like that? Uh, <laughs> Jesse, let's we come to you next. Bear with me one second because I've accidentally closed my app. Here we go. Timer, timer, timer. Three minutes. Uh, team in second place in the Premier League is Manchester City. Jesse, you've got three minutes to talk about them. Go. Wait, I get all of the three minutes? Well, you don't get all the three minutes. You can talk for as long as you want. Right. And if you're struggling, you, I can uh, ask Andy a question. Okay, great. About um, football, I'll ask him. Really? Okay. I, you know, the more I learn about Jack Grealish, the more I just really like him as a person, which is the opposite of how I usually feel about people that I learn things about. Um, so I'll just put that out there. Mm-hmm. And I feel that that encompasses sort of my overall thoughts about man city as a team ugh, they're so unlikable but as individual people um, and and players they're so good i mean when you can be up you know five one and that's when you bring riyad maras off the bench the depth that you have is just like unfair mm-hmm. but when you look at the individual performances they're they're just astounding and they're fun to watch and and they surprise you um week by week which is also sort of i would say maybe different than than these like machine performances than we've seen in the past i think it's um nice to see that they're not relying on like you know just getting the ball to Alan and letting him score a thousand goal is goal is anyway um some english today some people say that Haaland has changed the dynamic of the team and made them a little worse, which is why they're uh, not top of the league by several points this season. Do you think Haaland has upset their style of play? Um, is it a good problem to have? Yeah. Um, and I think upset is like the formative word there. I think maybe shake up their style of play. Mm-hmm. I think any time you bring in... A dynamic young player and decide that you're going to shape you know anything around them your play is going to be um or manager you know your play is going to be changed a little bit and but if you can maintain points and wins then i don't think that's a problem um and again i think what they've done they haven't dropped off and they've also allowed their other players to succeed at the same time so as much as I don't like to give Man City so much credit um, I sort of have to I think what they've also done better this season than in previous seasons is we're not hearing as much about Guardiola you know we're not seeing side trims we're not seeing water bottles so like his um we're only talking about him as a manager and not as a um like presence and i think that speaks also to the success of the team oh, 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 oh. well done that was so stressful it did 
Wait, stop. <laughs> stop! I can't, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this episode's gonna get so copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> it's me trying to. You know what I enjoy about this though? Ryan's gonna have to deal with it in post. <laughs> Anything that makes him work harder is great for me. Andy, you have got three minutes to talk about Manchester United. They are in third place. They are um, points ahead of fourth place Tottenham and 11 behind second place Manchester City, having played a game less. Manchester United, go. They are a number nine and I think maybe one centre-back away from being a real threat over the coming seasons. Uh, the reason I say a number nine, I, I'm aware that Rashford is scoring a lot of goals, but Rashford's not a striker. Rashford's an inside left who just happens to be in a very rich vein of form at the moment. Um, Veghorst is trying game way, and I think he's maybe being a little unfairly maligned, but I don't think he's the long-term answer. If he was, they would have signed him rather than bring him in on loan. Uh, um, Bruno Fernandes despite potentially being the most unlikable player in the Premier League <laughs> is, um, is is very key to to them going forward, he's clearly an exceptional player um, I've been really surprised with the likes of Diogo Dallo uh, Luke Shaw seems to have come into, back into some kind of form I, I don't think he's ever been quite as good as some of the English press make him out to be but he's also not the liability that I think he's been over the last two or three seasons. Um, they probably need a new goalkeeper. As much as De Gea on his day is probably still one of the maybe top five shot stoppers in the world. You, you need the distribution nowadays. You look at Ederson at City, you look at Allison at Liverpool, you, at Ramsdale at, at Arsenal, you need a keeper who can who can play as a sweeper and, and play it out for the back, and that's never going to be the Hare's game. Um, can you yeah, see th th they are they are dangerous? Can you see them not getting top four? No, I think I think they'll they'll finish top four. I think that the top three is probably pretty set at this point. Spurs are a. Jesse gets the joy of talking about them next, but let's just say I have left less faith in Spurs and off the back of the last month also less faith in Newcastle to kind of claw that gap back. So yeah, I think United are probably pretty safe. Okay. Uh Jesse, you got and, and Jesse, you got forty seconds. Do you want to talk about Manchester United or do you want something else? I didn't even know something else was an option. What well, is this game? There is, I mean, uh, okay, politics. Is all history the history of class struggle? Yes. In what way? Am I comparing this to Manchester United? If you want to. Um, I don't. Next question. You don't think it's the history of class struggle? All history. I do. I just don't want to compare it to Man United. Oh, well, don't then. Yeah. Yeah. A anything on Manchester United? Like Come City yeah, goal difference go. plus six. Um, it's by far the lowest in the top seven of the table. That's an issue. And again, why I think we need a number Ooh. nine. They're not scoring enough goals. Oh, I should have said that they should play police City more. But okay. Ah, it's too late now. One of you have just you have just said it though. It is not on record. <laughs> Strike it. Jesse, right? You've got Tottenham Hotspur. They are in fourth place. They are a point behind Manchester United in third, two ahead of Newcastle in fifth. Jesse Loesch, Tottenham, Antonio Conte, Hotspur. Go. God damn it. 
Um, I feel like I should just take up my time with like sighing. Um, is that is that, is that a good representation of how they're making yeah, you feel? Yeah, three full them? minutes of sighs. <laughs> Who's going to be the manager the next in the next game? In the next game, it'll be Ryan Mason. Are we seriously going to contract someone in the next game? If we do, he's not gone. Is Conte gone yet? Yeah, Conte out. Stellini out. Is that, done. Is that done. officially Bye. done? Yeah. Where you been, man? When was that done? La, uh, two, um, the day before yesterday. What? No. It was this week. I thought he was... According to Wikipedia, he's still the manager. Well... Yeah. Hold on. According to the Spurs people that I have followed... Well, you look that up. Well, go to, go to Google. Mm. I have Tottenham officially um, announced it. I don't think they have. I didn't prepare that evening. <laughs> I uh, just all the folks. So you think Ryan Mason will be in charge for the next game? Well, now if you're asking me, do I think? I don't know. I'm going to trust you and Google. If you're asking me, should he be? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Conte has now had um, an unacceptable run and an unacceptable tantrum. Um, he's lost the players, and he's potentially going to lose us players in that Richarlison's probably going to go, and Richarlison has been and should be um, one of our most promising stars, and instead he's, like, you know, created this Deli Alley situation where he can neither play nor be successful, and that's not a manager that we should have. No. So, um, does your season stand and fall on whether Conte stays or not? Does top four depend on whether Conte is your manager or not? Um, I think if it doesn't, then Conte needs to do something so drastic. And I don't know if he has that in him. Okay. I listened to a podcast earlier on this week that had a Spurs fan. And their biggest problem with Conte is the fact that he... It, it comes across like he's doing them a favour just by being there. Do you, Andy, do you see that? In what he says, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, right? And, and Jesse will probably agree with me on this. It's about time someone within Spurs kind of actually said, "You know what? Daniel Levy needs to take some of the responsibility for this." Yeah, because Daniel Levy has run that club terribly for at least a decade now. Um, so I mean, should they have done it as publicly as they did? Maybe no. Should that have come from an unnamed source rather than the manager himself? Oh! Yeah, I know now that I don't have time, I'm going to say it, but I do agree with you, Andy. Okay, I'll uh, Andy, fifth place, Newcastle United Football Club, um, home of those livable Saudi Arabian royal family members. Um, they are on 47 points. They are five ahead of Liverpool and two behind Tottenham Hotspur. You've got. Uh, Three minutes starting now. Those cuddly uh, Saudis. I mean, <laughs> I mean football-wise, I don't think anyone attached to Newcastle can hit, really have any complaints. Obviously, they've they've fallen a little uh, off in the the last kind of six weeks. That was always going to happen at some point. You can't score as few goals as Newcastle do at the moment, and expect to maintain pace as some of the teams around you kind of start to form and round into some kind of form um, Eddie Howe's done a, a great job 
Um, defensively, they are an outstanding team. Uh, best defensive record in the league, I think, by um, by a decent margin as well. I think I think it might be City that are, are second. He looks like a teddy bear, though. I mean, you can look like a teddy bear and still be a good football manager, yeah. can't you? Harry Redknapp got away with it for years. And Do you know what? Like, um, uh, <laughs> Hoggle free labyrinth. So. <laughs> Do you know what? If Jake Humphrey were a football manager, he'd be Eddie Howe. <laughs> I don't know who that's a bigger insult for. But that's, uh, that's under there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it has taken Eddie. The one criticism I have of Eddie Howe is I think it's taken him too long to integrate Alexander Isak into the team. I think mm. he has really started to prove his worth last few weeks. He's a, he's a fantastic young football player. Uh, I expect him to be their number nine um, for at least the next two or three seasons. Um, he's got a chance this summer to get rid of some of the, the dead wood and bring in more new players. I imagine the purse strings might be loosened a little. So Newcastle will again be a threat. Is Eddie Howe necessarily the man to take them to a title challenge? I'm still not entirely convinced. But yeah, I mean, uh, football-wise, take everything else out of the equation for a minute. Football-wise, it's been an excellent season. I imagine the fans are, are very happy. Yeah. Jesse, 49 seconds on Newcastle. Um, Similar to Man City, mm. resent the team really like how some of these players are, are playing. Totally agree with Andy on Isak. It's been so nice. I mean, he's playing right now for his national team. It's been so nice to see him um, get time and come and come into his own. Um, Spurs legend Kieran Trippier has just also, like, I would take him back in a second. Um, so I regret and resent and I'm cranky at the fact that we have not taken advantage of going further past them um flipping Tottenham mm-hmm. but um you know what they've done with their just beep, 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 beep. oh fine. now we get a beep 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 and that's, that's <laughs> it's fine Jesse if Teddy Sheringham gets his way in terms Sherwood gets his yes. phone no problem I'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for that uh Andy oh crikey here we go um you... Oh, <laughs> Andy, you've got three minutes to say lovely things about Darwin Nunes because you've got Liverpool. Sixth place, 42 points, five behind Newcastle in fifth, uh, seven behind Spurs in the last Champions League place, although Liverpool got two games in hand. They're level on goal difference with Brighton and Brentford below them. Three minutes on by far the greatest team the Just world has ever seen. An go. Rapist and an affirmed fascist. So if we're going for anybody, leave my Darwin out of it. Okay, go. <laughs> Who's the fascist? Uh, I mean, Buddy, huh? just pick your Brazilians. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. So, I mean, anybody can see it's been an incredibly disappointing season. Uh, they've started to show signs of life in the last four or five weeks, but again, Bournemouth—that—that's that, the kind of result Liverpool been kind of pulling out all season. Um. I really like Darwin Nunez. I think he's a, he's a great player. I think he's a I genuinely think he's a very good signing. He's not a striker. He's not a striker. And he's my favourite one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I think he has been somewhat unfairly maligned. One, because he's transfer fee, and two, because of the expectation that he was going to be the number nine. Uh, and that's Darwin Nunez is a left winger, as far as I'm concerned, and, and should be going forward. He he was actually the Mane replacement, not Jota, not Diaz. Um, Nunez is the long-term uh, Mane replacement for me. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool have been, uh, I'll say this much, they've been wrecked by injuries at various points this season. I, I can't, as a neutral, I need to say that. <clears throat> as a non-neutral, it's been really funny watching how bad they've been <laughs> at points this season. Um, it's really funny to watch them be really bad at points this season and still somehow put seven past United. This is a fantastic season to be an Arsenal fan. <laughs> I'm going to miss it. Should then... Should Andy Robertson be the next First Minister of Scotland? Um, probably, because I'm not necessarily sure if he should be Liverpool starting left-back anymore. Um, <laughs> it kind of feels like he might be on the downward spiral a little bit. I don't think he's been as good as he was two three seasons ago when I think he had an argument for best left-back in the world. Hmm. Um, should buy Kieran Tierney. That's what they should do. I think Tierney's Robertson's long-term replacement, but that's Neither here nor there. I think they, I think they need midfield reinforcements. Mm. I think that's where Liverpool's actual problem has been this season. Um, they're getting old, uh, and I don't have the right balance in there for me. So yeah, a, a big, a big um, preseason coming up for Liverpool. I think. Okay, Jesse, as someone who will uh, remain the same age forever, how do you think Liverpool's aging midfield are going to cope with the rest of the season? Oh, that's a. Wow. Um, In 10 seconds. How old, how old collectively is their midfield? Uh, about 90, at least. I mean, <clears throat> is that really the problem, or is the problem that they still cannot defend and haven't addressed oh. that? Like, there we go. We got to the end. Thank God that one's over. Mm, okay. Uh, There's my question. <laughs> we'll never know the answer to it. Uh, Jesse, you've got Brighton, 7th place. Same one uh, points as Liverpool and Brentford, either side of them. Uh, three minutes on Brighton and Hove Albion Football Club starting now. Okay. You all know that I have been a lifelong Brighton and Hove Albion fan, correct? Well, both of you them. Have heard me. <laughs> you have heard me speak glowingly. About Brighton and Hove Albion. I think we so have. Here I go. Since the golden days of Argentinian Leonardo Ulloa, you've been the fan of them. Incorrect. <laughs> but Goose Plaget, I have a Goose Plaget, um, Brighton Hove Albion shirt. Huge fans. They make me happy. I love seeing them succeed. I feel like they have just sauntered under the radar this season, quietly being awesome. Sometimes playing absolute bangers. Look at you guys go. Um, I would love to see them bring back Bruno just for like, a, oh, hey, look who's on the bench with my like pirate beard funsies. Because you know what? This team is fucking fun. I love them. I think they're great. They're doing a great job. They are like, I think the epitome of middle of the table, full team confidence and cohesion and I'm very proud to be a just Brian Hove Albion fan over here Andy yes. well I'm just imagine you were Andy were you a fan of celebrity poor Gus Poirier 
I mean, how can you not be a fan of a celebrity poor? Right, exactly. Dad, um, yeah, just probably it was was a, was a, a it was a great player. Managerially, he's obviously struggled a bit, but yeah, he's he. I obviously remember kind of late nineties when when Chelsea kind of first started being on the come up before Abramovich came actually. Uh, he was, I remember him vividly being excellent in Chelsea's <clears> midfield. <throat> so, uh, on Brighton, um, the concern would be: Are they going to be able to hold on to some of those players in the summer? I know Kai Sado signed a new contract, but that feels like a protective move by Brighton rather than necessarily an expectation that will stay long term. Uh, Kaoru Matoma has been outstanding this season. Yeah. Um, I see Man United are being linked to him now. So again, the question is, will they be able to hold on to him? Uh, Deserbe has, has done a fantastic job and deserves a huge amount of credit um, for carrying on what Potter did beforehand. I'm a huge um, Alexis yeah. McAllister fanboy. Yes, but again, will he be there next season? I've yeah. got my doubts. Is it, that's the one cloud hanging over Brighton, I think, is what will that team look like come uh, August the 1st? Do you think, I imagine it might look very different. Do you think they'll bother them too much? I mean, they've lost Cucurella and done okay, haven't they? No, I mean, I think their recruitment's clearly very good. They'll, they'll feel confident that it'll just be next man up. Yeah. Um, oh. But at some point... Beep, 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 beep. That's it. The boop, 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 boop on top of the music really does something. <laughs> you think so? I just want to say. <clears throat> uh, Jesse... Oh, no, you, that was you, Brian, wasn't it? So, um... Andy, you've got Brentford. Uh, good luck with this one. Um, Brentford are in 8th place, same on points as Brighton and Liverpool. They're 3 ahead of Fulham in ninth place. Um, Andy, can you somehow talk about Brentford for 3 minutes now? Go. Uh, I mean, Thomas Frank has continues to do an excellent job there. Uh, the fact that they are level with, with Brentford too, uh, with Brighton, sorry, who, you know, people have been talking about in glowing terms all season says something for the job he's done there. He's Especially been linked with the Spurs job, hasn't he? Oh, has he? Yeah. Um, I, I think that would be a good signing um, for Spurs. So, of course, I hope it doesn't happen. But, um, <laughs> no offence, Jason. Um, <laughs> oh, there was some. But I, <laughs> used to it. <laughs> um, I, I, and it's been done under relatively trying circumstances. It must be difficult for Brentford and obviously Ivan Tony in particular to be continuing to perform at the levels they have with the betting allegations hanging over them. Yeah. Um, but he's had another excellent season. Um, as as have uh, pretty much all of their, their kind of, they have a very consistent starting eleven, which I think has helped. I wonder if they would struggle if they maybe suffered some of the injuries that you know at Liverpool or so on have had at, at points this season. But um, yeah, again, just an, an excellent job, fully established as a kind of mid-table Premier League team now. And yeah, next season will depend on whether they hold on to Thomas Frank or not. Jesse Lowe, Brentford. You know, I think when we consider that Brentford was newly promoted and came out with such a bang um this is really solid for them Mm -hmm. um so putting them in that context and in that perspective sort of mitigates any like or should mitigate any sense of like crushing disappointment that they're not doing well um so um 
I, I don't know. I think, you know, were I like a Brentford fan, I don't know how I would feel, but I think in the context of the fact that like they're adjusting, they, they did come out and win, you know, against um, top level teams. And they won really well. So it was like a Cinderella story for a bit, but this is how they should be doing. Okay, um, just a bit of breaking news going back to Tottenham. Uh, apparently, having been sacked by Bayern Munich yesterday, um, Julian Nagelsmann has now been um, dumped by his girlfriend. Wait, dumped by who? I thought you were going to say he was going for this first job or something. I mean, it sounds it sounds like he's tailor made for Spurs, doesn't it? Did you all read why apparently he was sacked? Uh... This was like the rumor that he like. He came in on his moped and was skateboarding, and he was not the father figure that they needed. Which I, ju- it's like, guys, really? He did use to skateboard to work, didn't he? Oh, yeah. There we go. That's three minutes. Is he, is he younger than Thomas Muller? I think he is, isn't he? Possibly. I although, think... to- although, although, like several like octogenarians are probably uh, <laughs> Thomas Muller has looked about sort of 45 years old since the World Cup in 2010 I think um, right so Jesse you have got three minutes on uh, Fulham and the shrinking violet it's Alexander Mitrovic three minutes go right <laughs> right I, mean, I think we could all do three minutes on just Fulham's last match um, Go on then. Is, is there so... anything better than good football, funny football? Oh my god, yes. Especially when you are a neutral. Yes. I mean, watching that match as neutral-ish was del- it was it was joyous. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, look, should Mitrovic have known better than to touch, let alone elbow a referee? Yeah, huh? But like, was it kind of fun? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Especially since they went so off the rails. And three red cards in the same play is hilarious, objectively. Um look, film should be doing so much better. Mitrovic is a, he's just so strong. Um but he's also, as we've seen, um not consistent. William also, like, you don't know who's going to show up. Tim Ream, I, you know, I've been watching Timmy Ream since he was at Red Bull here, and he is such a solid defender, and I don't know if he is getting, like, he just looks sad. <laughs> but you know what? Tim Ream has got one of those Pavlovan responses in me. Um, I can't hear someone say his name without thinking of um, Michael Jackson. Tim Ream, not my lover. He's just oh, a I dun, did not dun. know. I that you could have said so many things, and I would not have guessed. <laughs> but that's where you were going. Well, yeah, when, when someone says Tim Ream, that's what I uh, automatically go to. You must have those Pavlovian responses to players, have you? Either not of you. That. <laughs> <laughs> did you not think beer back in the day when they mentioned Damien Duff? I had one about Per Mertesacker as well. It was whenever they they mentioned his name, um, the commentator mentioned his name, I would say to myself, Mertesacker, Mertesacker, one, two, three. I don't know why. It just just occurred. 
that sounds like Mertesacker, Mertesacker, OCD. <laughs> it does a little bit. I always felt like purr, and I apologize to Germans, like purr just sounded like, um, like per my last email. Like it just didn't sound like enough of a name. It's a pretty cool name though, isn't it? Yeah, that was why I told you my, I just had a thing for Steed Malbronk's name. Like Steed Malbronk sounded like, like a guy who should be on the cover of a romance novel. Like not a real name. <laughs> She found Seedmore Bronk in the stables. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, there we go. Right, before you get too hot and bothered, that's Fulham done. Um, <laughs> right, we're halfway through, guys. <laughs> we're halfway through. It is now Chelsea, 38 points. Um, 10th place, they're a point behind Fulham. Uh, and level on points with Aston Villa below them. Who went last time? I can't remember. Who talked about Fulham first? It was Jesse. I kind of talked about Fulham. You did. All right. Andy, Chelsea, uh, the Todd Bowley revolution. You've got three minutes starting uh, El Nao. I'm getting all the best teams to talk about here. <laughs> uh, I'm trying not to gloat at every single one I talk about. It's very... so happy because I would have fuck all to say about Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I try to look at these things from a neutral standpoint. From a neutral standpoint, I'm glad they haven't sacked Graham Potter. I'm very surprised they haven't, given how much they let him spend in January and given how much results haven't really gotten much better since then. They have maybe turned a slight corner recently, you know, it's uh, unbeaten in the last three in the league and obviously they put Dortmund out of the, the Champions League, which is, is no easy feat, given how well Dortmund are going in the Bundesliga this season. Um, It's just the fact that so many of those transfers don't seem to have hit uh, I think Raheem Sterling is a very good footballer. That move just hasn't worked at all. Mudrick has been crippled by the transfer fee, I think. I think he needs a summer away to come back and almost kind of like a reset. Um, but, I mean, they've got, they've got problems. I mean, defensively, they've been okay. Only conceded 28 goals. I mean, Arsenal have only conceded 26. So, you know, d defensively, they're doing okay. I think Koulibaly's come in pretty and done a pretty good job but yeah 29 goals which is the least in the top 11 in the league I think Not, um, maybe yeah top 11 yeah even Villa have scored more goals than them um, so yeah they've got real problems attacking wise and Graham Potter's not necessarily the kind of manager who's going to get that out of them and again that's partly why I'm surprised he's still there is that Bowley seems a, a bit flashy mm. as he's already proven with how much he's he's been willing to let him spend and I can't imagine he's it'll be a bit like Abramovich I can't imagine he's going to put up with this kind of style of football for did too you, long especially if it's not getting the results did you ever watch the thick of it? Uh, occasionally not much so there was a time, there was a line on there Malcolm Tucker was talking about they'd hired uh, this sort of person to be cabinet minister minister and it was obvious from the get-go she wasn't very good. And they made her stay in the job because Malcolm Tucker's line was, if we get rid of you after a week, it looks like our fault. If we get rid of you after a year, it looks like it's your fault. So maybe there's a bit of that with Todd Bowley not getting rid of uh, Graham Potter as yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can, I, can, I can kind of see that. In some ways, it does feel like Potter's. Maybe Bowley's worried considering he's so recently in the door himself that he could use Potter as kind of like the patsy to take the heat off of of him mm. 
Um, so yeah, it could, that could be a part of it. But um, yeah, they've got they've got they've got real problems attacking wise. Oh, three minutes exactly. There you go. That's how you do, it, Jesse Loesch. And now you've got to talk about Aston Villa, eleventh place. Uh, they're, they're on thirty-eight points, um, same as uh, Chelsea. They are uh, they are eleven points ahead of Crystal Palace, so they're doing all right. They're not looking over their shoulder very much, but you've got to talk about them for three whole minutes. Go. Oh God. Exactly. Um, it's only going to get worse. I know. <laughs> yeah, I think they. I'm going to try to. I feel like everything I have to say about them sort of like framed as a as a negative. Like you know, at the beginning they they were sort of trying to fill the grayish shaped hole. Then they were relying on the fact that they had Dibu Martinez. And now they're they're like still looking for sort of who they are. Um, well, we'll try this one then. So they're eleventh. They're thirty eight points. Um, Liverpool are in sixth. They're on forty two. They're obviously not looking over their shoulder because Palace are eleven yeah, points but I think behind them. It's a problem for them, right? Like if there if there's nothing pushing them at the back, yeah, they're almost resting on. Like they know that they're they don't have to fight that hard. And so nobody's really stepping up for them. Like, where do you see? Who do you see? Not where. Who do you see stepping up for them right now? Ollie Watkins has stood up, hasn't he? He scored quite a lot yeah. of goals in consecutive games. Um, but yeah, I just wonder whether it's with the other teams around them doing so badly. The bigger teams, that's Chelsea. Neg- that's also the negative framings that they're sort of relying on the fact right now that like that they're sort of okay because everybody else is doing that you know yeah they sort of existed in this like um i don't know it's it like um like they're not they're not um writing the narrative everything else is i don't know how else to frame it because it's friday and it's late Um, (laughs) so i would like it's been a long week is it i would like to see them sort of take it take ownership back and i don't i don't know what would make that happen fair enough um all right andy then so uh, obviously they started this season with um uh rangers le- uh, legend steven gerrard as the manager how do you think aston villa have got on home of um master neil and alan thompson and chris sutton uh, celtic legends how do you think they've got on this uh, this season uh i mean i, I kind of take a slightly opposite view to villain guys he, of... he didn't take my bait there you're not going to get me to take bait. Come on. You got to work hard. If, on I that. Di- if I didn't take bait on Glasgow Golden, I'm going to take bait on <laughs> some Celtic player you play and manage Aston Villa. Come on. Um, cool. No, I, I, I actually think Villa are, are kind of turning a corner. Villa are starting to look a decent outfit. Um, three wins and a draw in the last four in the league. Uh, I feel like Unai Emery's starting to get more of a sense of what his best team is. I think. Ollie Watkins has kind of flourished under him. Perhaps more importantly, because Watkins was still was already kind of a threat anyway. But I mean, the likes of Leon Bailey have got a run. <laughs> he snuck those two words in at the end. Uh, right, we'll stay with you then. Crystal Palace in twelfth. Uh, this is where we start scraping barrels. Uh, they are obviously eleven points behind Aston Villa. They are a twelfth place. They are just the three ahead of the relegation zone. Um, Crystal Palace, Andy Manson, three minutes off you pop. Um, 
can I just play the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme for the next three minutes for Crystal <laughs> Palace? Because that kind of feels like a really good fit for them at the moment, because, uh, I mean, why why is Roy Hodgson managing a Premier oh. League team at this? I mean, no disrespect to Roy Hodgson. He's, he's been, at times, another one who I think has been unfairly maligned. He's also 75 years old. Patrick Vieira... I, See, this is this is when you know money is di- what dictates who keeps what jobs and so on. Because Patrick Vieira kind of feels like the kind of manager who should get a bit of time. He's still learning his craft. It should be in a situation where it's like I think he is. He's not. He's still uh, in the grand scheme of things. I mean, how long has he actually been managing? I mean, and where has he been managing? It's the third country he's managing. Nice and New York City are both sort of fairly high-profile clubs in their divisions. I mean, he's not a complete rookie, is he? He's not a complete rookie, but, I mean, you look at some of the managers. I mean, like I said, you look at who's either side of Villa, managed by Unai Emery, who's won more Europa Leagues than I can count, and you've got um, Lopetegui at the other side of who admittedly struggling but is also you know a manager with real pedigree and so on and so given how little money I think he's been given as well I, I thought Vieira was deserved more time than he got and again we could get into the whole thing about whether it's a, how bad a look it is that yet another uh, black manager in the Premier League has been given the chop probably earlier than some of his white counterparts mm. might have been but that's a, that's a, that's a different discussion for a, for a different time um, yeah I, I don't see Roy Hodgson turning this around, will he make him slightly more difficult to beat? Yeah I imagine he probably will but do I expect him to make them more likely to win games? No I don't so I, th- I think Palace are in, in real trouble Ok Jesse do you think they're in real trouble as well? Or their or their three worst teams and them. Sorry, I'm gonna go back to, um, no, I look. I think they're I think they're in trouble. I think there could very well be, you know, we we have yet to fully scrape bottom um, with Bournemouth and Southampton. And I'm sorry, Ross, but Lee, like yes, I think that if if they want to like rely on the fact that other teams are worse, sure. But I'm gonna go back to the Roy Hodgson issue and say it is an absolute disgrace that we keep seeing the same you know copy and paste old white man recycled manager who like ostensibly their job is to save people from relegation but their real job as Andy fully brilliantly pointed out nope nope not anymore don't Oscar, don't Oscar music play me off on this one because we've all said this before <laughs> is just to like Jesse management Jesse what? I'm going to have to cut you off. It's gone over three minutes. Chris, I love that you're saying it like this is a like this is a legislation. Right, <laughs> you can't filibuster your way through this Premier League. Good. Good. Patrick Vieira, we know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson. Okay, wait till we get to Sam Allardyce. <laughs> and, and now, wearing my Sam Allardyce. Uh, Jesse, right, we're into the teams. Wolverhampton Wanderers, 27 points. Same number of points as um, Palace. Uh, obviously, there's the three um, below, uh, sorry, above uh, the relegation zone. Although, they have played two games more than... Um, West Ham, who are in 18th place. You've got three minutes to somehow talk about Wolverhampton Wanderers. Off you go. 
you know, if I were really filibustering for good, I would just go back and use these three minutes, but I won't. I won't. <laughs> what, to talk about Roy Hodgson? Yeah. I mean, if, if, if I don't know the fixture can, uh, list, but if Wolves were to play Crystal Palace, how do you think that fixture could go? And there's your doorway. Oh, that's so nice. But no, you know what I'm going to talk about? I'm going to talk about the ridiculousness that is bringing Diego Costa back. What? What were these people thinking? He I was the it. voice of calm and reason last week. Oh, my God. I know. But you know what that says? That says you've got problems. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, when you have Lopetegui going absolutely crazy on the sideline and you have Diego, like I collect red cards and build houses out of them, Costa, trying to calm things down. Where? What? Who? Uh, um, yeah, I, I think that says so much about the sort of mentality of this club and the fact that for the last I don't even know how many weeks those of us on this podcast have sort of weighed the potential success on whether or not Adama Traore is um, hurt or not this club's like chances are resting on the red card possibilities of Costa and Adama Traore's hamstrings this is not good no I mean I don't think so you sound like you're questioning that no I'm just trying to think of another one minute in 10 seconds to say anything about wolves Andy help us uh Ruben Neves just has the most beautiful hair is he a, is he a handsome man Ruben Neves uh, you know what I think I think from afar like to quote the movie Clueless he's such a Monet I don't really know if you get closer, but from afar, it's like the the facial hair and the and the hair do wonders. The but again, wa- that's for another podcast. I think Roel Jimenez is a beautiful man, and I'm so glad that he is playing in his um, crash test helmet. <laughs> do you imagine if he sort of takes it off, his sort of skull shatters around him like broken plates. He has to he sort took, of stick it all back together. It was, I don't know if it was last match or the match before, but he came on and I didn't see he had the the little headband in his hands and I was like, oh, I was screaming at the the fantasia. I was like, bro, put your help on. <laughs> and he did. Uh, Andy, you got 15 seconds on Wolves or do you want to talk about Steve Bull? No, I'll talk about Ruben Neves and say that I think he's wasted the Wolves and I would quite like to see him get a move to a top six club uh, this summer. I think that's very true. I would quite happily have him. Oh, there we go. Ooh, Andy gets Leeds. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Uh, Andy, Leeds, 14th place, 26 points. Um, two ahead of uh, West Ham in the relegation zone. Uh, they played 27 games, which is a game fewer than the teams around them. Three minutes on dirty, dirty Leeds. Off you go. Uh, I'm going to jump under the bus and I'm going to throw you under a whammy. We both kind of thought Leeds would be fine this season under <laughs> Jesse Marsh. Mm-hmm. Um, that obviously wasn't the case. Uh, they've brought in a, a, a probably a better fit. Um, I still think Leeds will be okay because I think they've got they've got enough going forward to keep them okay. I know that Patrick Bamford's just recently come back from injury. I guess that will depend on whether he stays fit or not. Um, I'm Nonto a huge fan of Toronto. Yeah. Yes, he's been he's been fantastic. There's a there's a reason he is already an Italian international. 
Uh, some of the other early youngsters, I think, have played pretty well this season, particularly uh, Crescencio Somerville, who I think has been really good at, in spells. Maybe a little more inconsistent than Nonto, but again, that comes with youth, and, and he's been pretty good. Um, if they do go down, it'll be defensively. I still don't like them much, although I really like Melly as a, as a goalkeeper. Um, what, for entertainment or talent? No, I think I think talent-wise, he's... He did, He's not the finished article, but again, he's very young. Um, probably, uh, maybe the youngest goalkeeper in the Premier League, I would imagine. Um, so he just needs time. Uh, he also needs to play in f- uh, behind a better defence. Yeah, which I think right. would probably make him look a little better. <laughs> um, so I think they might just be okay. I mean, it's so difficult once you get into this. I mean, it's like what is it four points separating nine ten teams mm. um but yeah i think they might just be okay okay uh jesse one minute 12 on leeds 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 um I, I'll, I'll throw myself under that bus with you guys i really thought that they were going to not only be fine but like kind of have a good season okay um and I think I thought that way after it should have been evident that they were not. Um, they're, yeah, I don't know if it was like the lingering Bielsa sparkle or the fact that like Jesse Marsh did pretty well over here. Um, so I, I think I'm just more surprised than I should be at how um, maybe long it took the club to oust Marsh or how much longer it's taking them to find their feet again I quite like Marsh I'd, I'd quite like it I don't know why I quite like an American to succeed over in this country I think I think there's probably an inbuilt snobbery against them and the colonialists in you you know <laughs> is that what it is is it <laughs> yeah yeah you're still like resenting us for throwing the tea and uh, you know revolutioning yeah we're not over That's that fine. one we play football with our feet <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay. Uh, who went first on that one? It was Andy, wasn't it? So, Jesse, uh, you have got Everton. 26 points, two above the relegation zone. They've played ooh, more games than others around them. Um, they're in 15th place. Uh, Everton Football Club. Uh, off you go. Three minutes starting. Nowsy poos. What? I, what a mess. Um, can it's I great, isn't it? I, I want to preempt this one with an apology to Adam. No, he's a, um, he's a Bayern Munich fan, don't we? Oh, right, okay. He's, he's jumped the ship. Um, this team, like, if you looked at this team on paper, none of what is happening makes any sense. Like, these are solid players. Jordan Pickford, who for some batshit reason is your national team keeper. Little Jordan Pickford with his little T-Rex on. <laughs> hair. Right? Like, these are... Calvert Lewin, like these are. He's never there. He's always injured. <laughs> but like the play, like if you just looked at a team sheet, you would think, oh yeah, good for you, Everton. Like, there's no reason why this team cannot succeed together. And then you're like, oh, financial fair play. Okay, well, that was only recently. I'm sure they'll figure that. I'm sorry, where are you on the, on the tape? Like, wh- <laughs> why? <laughs> Has this happened? No, this team has consistently 
refused to gel. This is like, I'll give you another. I'll just let me let me speak like this team in that it cannot become a cohesive unit. Um, it it plays like these are players who have never met each other before strolling onto the pitch on any given week. Don't like each other. Um, their boots don't fit. And, like, none of them speak the same language. It's like they're all playing on different, um, like, fields. I don't understand. I, like, try – I watch them and I try to put my finger on, like, oh, it's this player or it's the management or it's it's their formation. They make no sense. I don't understand why they're so bad week to week because they're bad sometimes in a totally different way. Sometimes they cannot defend. Sometimes they cannot link up. Sometimes they can't score goals, and sometimes they're bad at all three of those things. Can you see uh, a Sean Dyche Everton staying up? Yes, and I can only see that if those around them continue to do really badly. Oh, okay. So, be nothing that Everton do well. It's just been relying on the terribleness of others. <sighs> I mean, again, like they can squeak shit out sometimes we can all do that Um, (laughs) but this like Everton I feel like is one of the most frustrating teams to watch because it's like they're you're frustrated because they're wasting players you know like you you I I don't know it's like they're squandering the the talent and and you want to see some of these players like put their okay waste words on an Everton that doesn't you know lets its players go to waste too <laughs> um, Andy Nottingham Forest 26 points uh, to the relegation zone 16th place they've um, played uh, a game more than West Ham in 18th place um, Nottingham Forest you have got three minutes on them starting now uh, Forest are one of those unusual teams where every time I see the league position it's like I thought they were higher like I feel like the, I feel like they've been better than their, their league position suggests the results obviously don't suggest that but it feels like Forest stay in games I'm struggling to think of many times this season where they've been really horrendously outplayed um, but then you look at the form table, you know, it's three losses and two draws in the last five, and, you know, you realise that's why they're down there. Um, but they had a good run before that, didn't they? They did. They, they were doing, excuse me, okay before that. It's um, it's one of those ones. Uh, so, obviously, they went completely different route for Bournemouth. Bournemouth decided to try and go away what brought them to the dance. And that hasn't worked, obviously. And Forrest went a completely different route and decided this squad isn't good enough for the Premier League. We're going to buy a new squad and hope that by the, the sharp end of the season it, it has gelled. Um, that clearly hasn't happened as much as they would like. Um, I feel a little sorry for Brennan Johnson, who I think has been outstanding for them this season. He's a really good player. Mm. Morgan Gibbs-White, maybe less so, but still clearly a very uh, good young talent. Um, 
Yeah, again, any of these teams in this position, I think it's more likely that they'll stay up because of the poor form of others rather than necessarily their great form. I mean, if you look at the form table here, there is, a, there is hardly any green squares in that kind of bottom seven or eight teams. Um, so, I mean, Forest crowd, we'll, we'll give them a, a shout give them a shout at winning some more games at home, which is not necessarily something I can say for, for all the teams in that neck of the woods, but um, yeah, it, it's just so difficult to call at this point, but again performance-wise, I kind of feel like they've maybe been slightly better than their, their league position would suggest. Yeah, they've been awful away from home. I think they've I think it's six points I think they've got away from home. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's very many at all. So they've really got to make the city ground a, a, a fortress, I guess, haven't they? Um, Jesse, yeah. what do you make of uh, Forest this season? Um, well, I will issue a correction on myself that Spurs have apparently decided to fire Conte coming up and have not yet done so. So sorry, everybody, that I inadvertently lied to. Um, that has not been done. Um, <laughs> I... Oh, you don't even get to do it. <laughs> oh, that was well played. That was very well played. <laughs> well done, Jesse. <laughs> you, however, get to talk about their nearest and dearest rivals. You get to talk about Leicester City. Um, 17th place. Uh, they are on 25 points and played a game more than West Ham immediately below them um, and are a point ahead of them. Uh, you have got three minutes on Leicester City managed by Celtic legend Brendan Rodgers off you go I think I feel triggered on Andy's behalf I, uh, I definitely don't have three minutes to say anything about Leicester City they feel um, like they're a team that's still that like has had to rebuild and hasn't um, you know they have some good players I'm not even going to mention Jamie Vardy but like Ndidi is still playing really well but definitely not well enough to carry this whole team um they just they haven't you know after their one cinderella season when they lost a bunch of players they i think they filled those those spots like they didn't look at how at like the growth of the team they just sort of filled in those spots and it shows because they get they they get touchy. I mean, I don't remember. I think the last couple matches that I remember watching with Leicester, there have been a bunch of cards. Um, you know, Vardy plays like he's desperate. Um, and they're... I would not be surprised to see them to see them go down. Alright. What was that, like 40 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> Andy, you got 1 minute 43 on Leicester City. Um, they've not had a great return since the World Cup, have they? That had not been terrible since the World Cup. But Leicester, if you were to take the bottom eight in that table from Palace down, and you were to give everyone their best starting eleven, and you were to look at those objectively, Leicester have got the best starting eleven of the, any team in the bottom eight. West Ham might have a shout, but that, Leicester, I think, are fairly clear of everybody else. So they've they've got two issues. One is that they haven't always been able to put out that best eleven for for reasons. Um, but a lot of this does 
come down just to the fact that I just I don't think Brendan Rodgers is a very good man manager and that as much as anything else is what you need when you're in that position it's why I think Everton might end up being okay is that I think that Dyche will he'll get, he'll get enough players in that team willing to run through walls for him mm. over, the, over the, the rest of the season Brendan Rodgers won't Brendan Rodgers is to me still more concerned with his own legacy than he necessarily is that of his players um, I think they'll be one of the three who will go down oh wow really um, and I don't think they'll come back up in a hurry because they will get gutted James Madison Wilfred Ndidi uh, Fass I think is a, is a very good young central defender um, Jubilee Hall Again, very good. Harvey Barnes. They've got a lot of players who would go quickly. Nope, there we go. Um, Wilfred Ndidi is another one that gets a Pavlovian response. If ever someone says his name, I always think Ndidi do. Again, we're going to need to make up a list of these as well. <laughs> uh, Jesse, West Ham. Um, are you a happy hammer? No. Oh, well, neither are they. They're in... Well, they are, their nickname is the Hammers, isn't it? I knew that, but... Can Hammers be happy? You know, this is a good question. I think we should take approximately three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got uh, West Ham or Southampton, so you can pick your moment as to when you want to talk about it. Oh. <laughs> uh, West Ham, 18th place in the relegation zone. They played a, point, uh, a game less than others around them. They're a point behind... Um, Leicester City, uh, three minutes on the West Ham phenomenon. Go, Jesse. Let's go. Well, I have nothing to say about Southampton. I can't even say it correctly. <laughs> 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 um, the opposite of the Bears. Um, all right, I'm going to follow Andy's lead and just look at, you know, their starting 11. Again, you have Declan Rice, who just scored for England. Mm -hmm. um, hashtag it's coming home. Um, Paqueta, who I think is going to probably be one of the anchors of um, Brazil's upcoming team. Um, I think, you know, we've seen Ings and Benrama bring success individually and, like, combine together really well. Um, my beautiful Mikel Antonio, who's one of the only people who actually put a non- wife mom man on his shirt <laughs> um so um he gave her a name didn't he right um i think but when you but looking at those not insubstantial list of players who bring talent to this team then you also have to look at why they're failing to do so Mm -hmm. um, and you know do you blame the manager do you blame at, at any point like the exhaustion of the players because a lot of them did double duty in national teams this year um, and I'll then like you know bring that to like the higher level of like how many of the teams that we're talking about have to factor that in Um and we could throw some blame on FIFA as well. Jesse, um, Jesse. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing very well at this barrel scraping. Oh my God, did I make three minutes? No, you got a minute to go. 
God damn it. Um... <laughs> Hammers, are they sentient? In some cartoons, Chris, they really are. You know? That's true. And where is their place in the class struggle? I seem to remember a cartoon uh, a long time ago. It might be an advert or something. It was a cartoon, and he had like all the tools in a toolbox, as sort of with eyes and mouths and happy faces and stuff. And one of them the was definitely a hammer. That wasn't Bob the Builder, no. Oh my God! Well, Bob, it, it, Bob the Builder. The, Bob... Can we build it? Yes, we can. And you know what? Maybe Bob the Builder should be West Ham's next manager. Bob the Builder was Handy Manny. Oh, I remember Handy Manny. Might have been him. Okay. Bob the Builder, well, his machines were sentient rather than his tools, weren't they? His tools. Do you think Bob the Builder or Handy Manny would make a, a next... Which one would be a better manager for West Ham? Well, I think Bob, because he's got all that sexual frustration about Wendy to get out. Okay. There we go. Right. Now that we've solved West Ham's next season... Yeah, we go to Andy for his final one. Bournemouth, 19th place... Played 27 games. No, 20... wait a minute. Did what? we not just skip Southampton entirely? No. I don't care. We can. <laughs> no, you've got another go. Uh, Andy, Bournemouth, 19th place, 27 points. Um, sorry, 27 games played, 24 points. They've got the worst goal difference of anybody, minus 29. Uh, West Ham are minus 10 above them. Um, three minutes on a very nice place to go on holiday. Is it a nice place to go to watch football? Go. I feel quite sorry for Bournemouth and I think they've probably left it a little too late. If you look at the form table, they've actually got one of the better runs of form in the, the bottom eight. I mean, don't get me wrong, that's, that's not to shout home about. It's two wins in the last five and they lost the other three. But I mean, one of those wins was against Liverpool. Mm -hmm. um, so again, it's very feast and famine. Feast or famine, sorry, with with uh, Bournemouth. Um, I think they've got some really good players. I've been really impressed with Philip Billing uh, this season. I think he's on the Guardian good. on the Guardian podcast. They've nicknamed him Paperless. Oh Jesus! <laughs> anyway, I'm going to ignore that. He's been very good this season. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Solanke looks like he's finally figured out how to be an at least competent Premier League footballer. About yeah. eight years after, I think everyone expected him to. Um, but I just feel like they might have left it too late. I'd, I'd, I would need to see the fixtures list. If they have games coming up against teams around them, they have just as good a chance as anybody of dragging themselves out of that bottom three. But yeah, I've got a funny feeling it's not going to be a great uh, season for oh Premier League teams in coastal towns. <laughs> They've got seven games in April. Um, they are home to Fulham, home to Brighton, away to Leicester, away to Spurs, home to West Ham, away to Southampton, uh, home to Leeds. So they're teams in and around them that they're playing. Um, and they've still got yeah. another four games to play in, in May. So, yeah, they're playing teams in and around them pretty much. Yeah, that's the... the... The Leicester one kind of feels pivotal to me. The fact that it's it's at the King Power make you would make you think Leicester would be favourites, but that's the exact kind of game I could see Leicester losing and, and completely switching momentum for both of those teams. Or I say switching momentum, Leicester or, or Leicester would kill for a switching momentum at the moment over their, their form in the last uh, few months. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, they'll just wish they'd turned this form around a few weeks earlier, Bournemouth, and I think they could be 
looking upwards rather than behind them. Yeah, Gary O'Neill doesn't strike me as a, a bad manager. What about you, Jesse? No, I mean, you know, I haven't. Twenty-seven uh, seconds. Aside from that place <laughs> in the what? Twenty-seven seconds. <laughs> oh no, I do not think he is a bad manager. What about you, Chris? Uh, I feel that as the question master, I don't actually have any uh, opinion on this. You got nine seconds, Jesse. Oh, waste of nine seconds that I'm going to use by just talking about the nine seconds I have left. <laughs> Andy, that's you done. Yes. Yeah, until well, I don't take up the three. I minutes was going to say, we really need to see Jesse take like twenty-two seconds to talk don't about Southampton, and I need to fill the rest of the time. <laughs> Fair enough. Jesse Loesch, this is your last team. Yeah. Okay. South, Southampton Football Club. Uh, 20th place, played 28 games, uh, 23 points, two behind Leicester who are fourth bottom. Remember you share a WhatsApp group with two Portsmouth fans who, um, for obvious reasons, don't like Southampton and may be listening to this. Three minutes on Southampton starts now. Okay, well thanks for reminding me about my WhatsApp mates because I was going to ask if I needed to be careful with anyone's feelings. Um, I can't say, look, we tied against this club so if I say too many bad things about them like what does that say about Spurs um guys Southampton's not good they're not good um Peter Walcott somehow though makes me feel so bad about myself because I feel like I have been watching this man play since I was 12 meaning he should be 109 years old and somehow he's still younger than me so that's something I can tell you about Southampton. Um, you know, is James Prowse wasted at Southampton? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another thing I could tell you about Southampton is that I sometimes think about the fact that if and probably when Southampton gets relegated, what will happen to James Prowse and a hundred-year-old Theo Walcott um, is a thing that will take up seconds. Um, You're not even halfway through. You know what, Chris? Three minutes is a lot. <laughs> um, Andy, don't help her. Southampton has other players. Such um, as, who else have they got? Name five of their other players. Well, you know who I just remembered was on their bench the last time when uh-huh. they, again, tied against us? Willie Caballero. Was he? Excellent. So apart apart from talking about the reserve goalkeeper who didn't play, (laughs) keep talking. One minute 14. One minute 11. Maybe maybe when they get relegated, he'll be their first string goalkeeper. What do you think about their tactical formation? What do you think about their tactical formation? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll just wait to say I'm going to start the free Che Adams. Yes. Campaign right now. Oh. I like Che Adams. Yeah. Adams. But again, I like, like he's not going. Like when they go down, he's not staying with them. What's his record for Scotland like? Um. That's a good question. I, I feel like for Scotland, he kind of plays more as a ten rather than a nine, and so it tends to be what he's providing for more often than not. Lyndon Dykes. Okay. Um. Up front. So yeah, it's um. 
Don't worry, Jason. I'll see you through the. You brought up Chad Adams. If Chad Adams played the same exact style of play, like playing as well as he does, but he played for, um, you know, Spain or a Latin American club or England, I think he'd be scouted more. Yeah. Jesse, what... is he sort of? Boom. Yeah. No, go on. Sorry, Karen. Is he like not on as many people's radars because he plays for for Scotland? I think it's more because he plays for Southampton than it is. <laughs> he plays for Scotland. <laughs> He's got this sort of double lethal header there, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Alex Stewart's going to hate me if he ever hears this. I'm sorry, Alex. Jesse, um, do you um, Jesse? What do you think of Charms in Scotland form? I I think he's luckier to play for Scotland than he is for Southampton. Uh huh. Do you? What do you think about James Ward Prowse as well? We don't already talked. Are you going to make me talk about James Ward Prowse again for the second time? No, I'm just. I think he's a good midfielder who is slightly overrated because he's free kick ability. Well, because no one else is a rat. He's the only one who like does anything for Southampton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesse, how do you feel that the Southampton team of modern day compares with the Southampton team of the 90s and early noughties that were in the Premier League? Chris, I was like five. <laughs> Jesse, that three minutes finished about a minute and a half. <laughs> I paused it with nine seconds left about two minutes oh ago. Oh, my God. Jenny, thank you. <laughs> Brilliant. Like so hard. Well done, the both of you. No. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, okay. Well, that brings us to the end of all 20 teams. Anyone got any other business or do you both want to go for a lie down? Yeah, if they ever decide to pull a FIFA and, like, bring more teams into the Premier League, I'm out. <laughs> You're not doing this again? No. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, okay, so we're in the... Pro- for the World Cup podcast. <laughs> we'll talk about, like, Comoros. He's <laughs> like, that's going to be great. Three minutes on Nicaragua, go. <laughs> and you can't mention Noriega. So somehow we won't be talking about Scotland. <laughs> So you'll have Scotland and I'll have like St. Vincent and Nevis. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, do you remember your first ever podcast on here? Um, no, I just, I do remember that the first couple of times I was so nervous that I took notes watching oh, did you? matches from the week before <laughs> to like come on the podcast with written notes. Your first podcast on here was a World Cup qualifier week and we did all five confederations <laughs> no six confederations oh. and we went through all of them you did very well <laughs> uh, <laughs> loads of notes <laughs> uh right okay so uh that brings us to the end of our roundup of all the teams in the premier league um any other business from either of you would you both want to go to bed um no i'm gonna i'm gonna make some what am i making nips and tatties Neeps and tatties. Yeah, that's what I'm making. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, so we're Man of the Post, part of the Man of the Post network. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Man of the Post. You can find us on Facebook at Man of the Post and give us a like there as well. You can find us on your podcast um, app of choice, so Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or Acast. You can follow or like in all your future episodes before automatically into your inbox. Um, if you like what you hear, you can always rate and review us as well. Um, I have no idea whether there is going to be a um, 
a, a weekend show reviewing the weekend's international football matches, particularly when the host is Scottish as well. So that sort of um, <laughs> makes me wonder even less whether there's going to be a pod or not. Um, Jesse, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? They can go to at C Etchingham 77 and find out when my book is going to come out. <laughs> if they want to follow me, they can go to at Psych Tyson. And if they want to follow you, how do they do that? Uh, they can find me at Glasgow Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> what about at Jesse Loesch? Can they find you there? No, they should definitely they, they go to at possibly, Jesse Gollum, yes. which somebody should quickly create. That there is almost certainly a parody account called at Glasgow Gollum, which is just going to be quotes from the films in Glaswegian. <laughs> if that's not a thing, I will be stunned. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you ever so much, guys. Uh, and always remember to keep your bad on the post. <laughs> <laughs>